founder of TokenMarket.net, consulting and advising many of these ICOs going out, started with First Blood, and then obviously formulated that into a business model where they take somewhere around 7% uh, for their uh, kind of advisory, uh, advising services. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Aransu Salavara. He is the CEO of Token Market, the leading token sale advisory company and information hub based on Gibraltar. He's also an advisor for numerous blockchain startups. Okay, Ransu, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes. Right. Go. How'd you get okay. in? How, so, how'd you get in the crypto space? Tell us. I mean, what fascinates you with it? So, I think it was like um, after the Montcox. Um, you know, whole hassle. Then I think it was a February 2014 or something. My Finnish friend, crazy Finnish coder friend, called me and said that, Bransu, um, do you know Bitcoin? I said, I know Bitcoin, but I don't like you know know like you know I know of it, but I'm not an expert. Mm -hmm. He said to me, that was a Friday afternoon. He said, you rich stupid, if you don't like you know get into it right now, that's the next big thing. And then knowing that he's like this introvert. Uh, genius, I said, okay, I will do that. And over the weekend, I studied everything and then on from them all in. So what is token market? I'm on it right now. I mean, token market is really kind of a research firm. You're trying to like store data, show the upcoming ICOs, show the trending tokens, show the upcoming podcasts on crypto, things like that. Am I, is this accurate? You're like a Bloomberg terminal for crypto stuff? Kind of, yes, and we haven't had a time to develop it to the level that we want to because we've been so busy with, with uh, basically advising ICOs. Okay, and how do you make so, money from that? Do they issue you like like, do like token, like advisory tokens, kind of? Yes, so so we are advisors, so we, we take uh, then commission from our services to raise money for the for the startups. Okay, so, so like were you involved with the First Blood ICO by chance? Sorry? Were you involved with the First Blood ICO? Yeah, first blood was where, where my business partner Mikko Ohtama, who is our CTO and, and, and owner of the token market with me, um, he is their advisor. And, and this kind of started it all in, I think it was September or October last year. Yeah, so it was, it was September 2016. Um, I had the, uh, and then his name is escaping me. Was it Kristoff? Um, I forget his name. Who was the, who was the main guy behind that? Oh, I can't remember the, the name of the, the um, CEO. But, uh, oh, it was uh, Joe. Joe. Joe Zhao. That's right, yes. Yeah, so, Joe, Joe, so Joe came amazing, on. Exactly, because he had amazing connections in, in China, of course. And then 
important thing to understand on that one that that was a, they were capped like 5.4 million dollars or something yep. and um, and that was exactly right after the people got their money back from Dow yep. Castle. Yep. So those of you just real these. just real quick Ron, so those of you that are like what's the the Dow hassle i don't want to go into it today because it, exactly. it's complicated so, so but if you that. just real quick if you go back and listen to episode 781 i had Christoph on who was the guy that actually wrote that code and what happened was essentially he, there was a bug in the code uh, he caused them thieves which you could argue they were but they were doing it ethically it was a bug they took a bunch of money he had to create another branch it went downhill now he's launched basically slock.it which is what airbnb might look like in a digital currency world world so that was dow you guys got involved in september with first blood what did you so they had a five point kind of four million dollars is what they wanted to raise in terms of ether uh what did you guys take so no, on, on that one miko was just their advisor so token market didn't exist yet because we were just setting it up and it launched a few weeks after that well give, okay give me an example of an ico you consulted with and how many tokens like what what value were you given for your advising well, that is hard to say because that depends always on on our our deal with the with our com with the company. Give me an but example. Like you know, seven seven percent. Okay, so so if they say we want to ICO, we want to raise ten million dollars, you'll say okay, well then give us seven percent, we'll advise you. Exactly. Okay, and and are they giving you that in terms of kind of kind of token value? On, on, on Ethereum, which they normally raise on, yes. Okay. Um, Okay, interesting. And what I mean, so so they're giving you value. Uh, what value are you pitching them on that you're bringing? You're going to help them raise the money quicker. You're going to create more demand. How are you advising? The the, the whole thing goes on 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 that. that you you have now startup. You want to raise money. First of all, two years ago, this whole opportunity of raising money in millions without giving away equity didn't exist. So this is all new thing. This is you know new amazing thing, you know, um, from the cryptos heaven that comes to startups that they can raise money without giving away equity. So in our opinion, they should not waste time on uh, on doing all the technology, you know, knowledge marketing, all that stuff, advisory um, for for ICO. They should focus on building their real platform, and that's where they hire us. To help us, anything from from uh, strategic advisory to all aspects of marketing. So, how do you market, Ronzu? How do you market an ICO? Well, you you go on uh, you go on uh, community platforms. Name a few. Hmm? Name a few of the community platforms. Uh, Bitcoin Talk, Twitter. You know, a little bit Facebook, because Facebook is still kind of distant from from crypto, pe crypto people. And then um, uh, Telegram has become very important. What is it? Telegram. Telegram. Yeah. Okay. Which and what? Yeah. And what am I doing on these platforms? I'm helping people understand, like with First Blood, hey, here's what our token's going to do. Here's what we're doing. I'm building confidence. I'm building trust so that when I open the ICO, a flood of demand comes in quickly. Is that what I'm doing? Yes, so you basically build a community because on, on, on a good ICO, you have 5,000 investors. So you're talking to a lot of people and they are not investors, they're contributors, but 5,000 people put money into these, these um, early token um, buyings. That, and then the token, you know, later on, you can then and use it on the platform. So let me, so, Ron, so let me ask you a few questions. Why do people that, that do an ICO, obviously on top of Ethereum, um, 
why do they invent a new token typically? Because they, the, it should be only created on a, moment, uh, on a situation where you cannot use Ethereum or Bitcoin. Okay. So, so there's a need for another token that functions either as an in-game currency, as a loyalty program, closed loop payment system, software license, or donation on the platform. But it seems like everyone is creating their own. It has to be one of these five. Otherwise, you would you you, you can say that it, like you, know, you cannot do revenue sharing tokens because that's security. And yeah, that's but it seems like Ronsu. It seems like everyone is inventing their own token, which I don't understand why they don't just use Ether. It, like if it's built on the Ethereum blockchain, why don't they just use Ether? Because, because in some cases you need to you, you need to have your own because it has a certain specific fun functionality on a platform. A utility value. It, no, it, it, let's say that let's say that they, they make a um, rule that you have to have a thousand of these tokens on a platform in uh, in order to earn that and that. Like a virtual sword to play the RPG. What is that? Like like if they're a role playing game and you can buy virtual upgrades in the game, you need a thousand of their tokens that they invented to cr to buy the the virtual exactly. sword. Exactly. Got exactly. it. So so the, so the. Um, what are the rulings on uh, World of Warcraft? Mm -hmm. They call it yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, so that's a good example of something that if if you would now invent today World of Warcraft, you would exactly do it on an ERC Ethereum-based tokens. Got it. Okay. Tell me about one of the the ICOs you did you advised recently. Well, uh, Civic Storage, Mysterium, Patientry. Pick one. Which one was the most exciting? Well, the Civic was the last last big one. That was thirty three million. Spell, spell that for us. Civic. C I V I C. Yeah. And what was, and what was their what was their token? Their token is a, is a, they have a, a KYC system that is based on a, on a your permissions that you do on a, your permissions that you do on a, uh, that you give a permission to companies to use your KYC and AML. So know your customer and anti money laundering information. And how much, uh, I'm, I'm looking them up on etherscan.io right now to try and have a better conversation with you. Um, how much did they raise? 33 million. 33 million. Okay, I'm not looking at the right one then. Um, what did they, that. say that again? It was capped on that. It was capped on 33 yeah. million. What, what was the name of the token? Uh, Civic. Is it C V? I have to look at it here. Yeah, I can't. When I spell C I V I C, it nothing's popping up. So it must yeah, be something. No, it's not trading it. It's not trading it because it's it's a it's coming out in a few days. Oh, so it's not. I wouldn't be able to look it up. Yeah, you can't see how it trades on the secondary market yet. Oh, I see. Okay, Is, and let's talk about one that that where you can see that. Which one? What's one that you advise where we do have that data? That would probably be the Mysterium, for example. How do you spell that? Um, Mysterium or Edgeless. Let's take Edgeless. Edgeless is a casino. Edge? That was, that was, yeah, Edgeless. Okay, so is this the yes. one that raised 62 million? No, this this raised the this raised the very uh, this raised on a, uh, in March. That was actually our first ICO. So it raised that money on. Uh, on, um, Ronsu, how much did it raise? That's all. Uh, three million. Three million. Okay. When I look up on EtherScan, Edgeless, it says that they issued 132,000, million Edgeless tokens, which comes out to a value of 62 million. Why is that different than what you're telling me? Yeah, on the market cap of their market cap now, it's 38 million. 
that's because they did damn well. Uh, what I'm trying to figure out is why is Ether? You're telling me 38 million Ether scan says almost do, is you know double that at 62 million. I'm trying to figure out why there's a difference. I don't know. Um, okay. Because, well, look, it's a, it's a highly. I look, the, I look at it on a coin market cap. So the, probably the, the difference there, what, what you mentioned now, probably the difference there is that the, that there's a, a certain amount of tokens that have not is not on a free float. Okay, got it. Now, so, so your is, your float for your float lists everything. And the one that on a coin market cap, because it's like 38 million, that is the one that is now actually available. Got it. And is this sound so right? About 2,000, about 2,320 people took, took participated in the in the ICO. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Great. So, so here this is a great example of a, of a guys from Lithuania, young guys from Lithuania, really committed, doing a great work on creating an edgeless casino where where the house doesn't try to cheat you. They would have never got that that three million that it was at the time in February, March, March uh, when they closed it. They would have never got that money from uh, from uh, traditional VC. Oh, yeah, I mean, I go to the website right now and it says restricted access. You seem to be from the United States, therefore, like you can't you can't, you can't use the site. <laughs> exactly, and that that leads to another story that that now first time ever on the internet history. I feel that now Americans are falling behind on everything because of the fact that America is too tight in you know, SEC. Everything is too tough now to create these next generation blockchain companies, fintech companies, anything related to, to, to gaming, you know, banking and stuff. Ronsu, what percentage of the ICO kind of value issue did they de decide to liquidate so they could pay things like salaries and their developers and things like that? Well, Hopefully, like normally they do very little, but, but my t rule of thumb for startups is that, that you turn half of the money that you received into, uh, or actually not half, the amount that you look, look at your um, white paper and you see that, okay, this is what I promised to deliver to my investors or, you know, token buyers, not investors, token buyers, um, because it's not security. And so you look at your white paper, this is what I promised to deliver. You convert that to dollars or pounds or euros, and then rest you hedge 50-50 between Ethereum and Bitcoin. See, this is what's so fascinating to me, where it, it seems like a scam. I, I don't know how else to say it, uh, but it's not because I would do it. I, like I would do this, if, but I, the problem is I don't understand it properly. So First Blood, for example, they issued about 460,000 Ether, which came out to about $5 million in total value. Uh, he yeah. told me they immediately liquidated 80%. So they put 4 million basically at the at that time, Ether was right at 11 bucks, right? So way less than today, but they put basically 4 million bucks in their BB&T or their Chase account to pay salaries, pay things like that, right? Yeah. It's basically like... Four million bucks created from nothing because they were able to build demand for their ICO by going to these communities that you talk about. Now, if, if they go, they, I mean, they could run with the money for all you know. Yeah, but but in, in that sense, when you look at the when you look at the you look at the first plot, you know, and the saying is that market is always right. Their market value is now ninety six million. So in that sense. 
you are the only one that thinks that they, they just run away with the money. Everybody else thinks that there is a massive value on their token in the future of esports. Well, see, is it, is it the value that – are people placing the value on their token in esports or they're just – these are stupid investors just placing value on crypto? See, that's where I have a lot of issue trying to understand these ICOs and where value is being delivered. Yeah, but, but then, then the question comes that are they stupid investors who now say that, that Tesla is, is more valuable than Ford and Chevy? It's a, Tesla is the most valuable car company in America. Mm -hmm. But it's a liquid so market, right? And it's also stable, right? They could sell those shares on the stock market and they'll get the value that they expect versus yeah, there's people, way more volatility. Now, yeah, but people can now, it, it trades, um, uh, what is that? It like trades, 200. Uh, no, it trades um, a lot of volume now. It, it trades what? 55 million was the, was the um, first plus uh, trading volume now. Over the, last, uh, over the last day? Uh, over the last 24 hours. Yeah. So how, how, is, how are these people more stupid than, uh, than uh, Tesla investors? Well, look, I just go to the First Blood site and I interview the CEO. I want to get a good sense of it. I would never value that company at $96 million. There's, there's, no, there's no fucking chance I would ever do that. It's crazy. Yeah, but, but now, now that's a one man's opinion against the market opinion. Well, see, my thing is, is I think the reason that all these ICOs are being valued so highly is because people are, are drinking the crypto hype, not the first blood vision hype. So people are just pouring money into crypto wherever they can, and it's driving all these valuations up through the roof. And I think a lot of people are going to be very disappointed. Absolutely. But in, in the same time, in the same time, you look at like this is the beginning of a new era, uh -huh. the beginning of a digital assets era. This is like a... This is the same thing as a, as a, let's say, internet was, was 1996, after Netscape and stuff. So, so this is where we are looking now, new business models, global, the first time ever that you, you start a startup from Lithuania, and then people from 200 countries, anyone who holds any Ethereum can invest on a deal, correct? Yep. Pre previously, you can't do that. You would need to have a trading account on E-Trade or Charles Schwab or, you know, something like that. Yep. Hey, Ron, it makes good sense. I'm being, uh, I'm being polarizing simply for the sake of, course, of understanding yeah, your thoughts. Right, but exactly. and, I, I, and you make a point. You make well, a look, point. Uh, part yeah. of it is, honestly, Ron, so I'm being, if I'm being honest with you, part of it is I'm going... If I can use my communication skills and I think I have solved a very unique problem and I can go to these marketplaces with a lot of people that are in crypto and convince them of that and ICO, that is a way for me to create a lot of personal wealth quickly and deliver a lot of utility value to a lot of people, right? So like I'm thinking about doing this, right? Which is why I'm taking the other side and, and hitting you okay. hard to get your points. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. And, and this is all like, and, but I have to say that every month, this is like a dog years. So every month, this market gets so much better. Yeah. So companies, companies that, that are now coming to us and we're working with over the next, you know, three to six months, there is some really fantastic blockchain innovation there. Yeah. Look, I mean, one of the things so that I would love, one of the things I would love to do is, is like, like a lot of the people I've interviewed so far, they're doing something digital currency related or gaming uh, or betting related. I mean, when I look at a model like Uber, where everybody hates surge pricing, but Uber can do it because they, they control the drivers and the riders. They control the marketplace. That, to me, no. seems like... Huh? But surge pricing is the right way to do it. I was just in London when it rained. 
then I was last week London when it rained, I had to pay 1.6 times. Of course you do, because the demand is higher. That's a, that's a capitalism. That's a, well, no, no, no. But my point is, demand. my point is, they also abuse. It's I believe it's been abused. I mean, I have friends that paid like two hundred bucks one night because they were drunk and didn't realize what they were doing, and they went a mile, right? So, yeah. so my yeah, probably they were, didn't go a mile. They were just drunk. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. My point and is though, Ronsu, we're getting off topic for a second. My my point yeah. is though, yeah. how when you look at modern-day businesses and startups, Airbnb, Ubers of the world, sharing economy kind of stuff, those to me seem like the best concepts to go launch ICOs or token issuances around because the drivers or the people that are renting their homes on Airbnb actually can then own tokens in the whole ecosystem, right? Which which makes it significantly more valuable. Is, my, is that thesis accurate? It is because now you're looking at on afterwards. So this is an afterwards. All these concepts looks great. Then when when Airbnb and Uber came out, nobody wanted to invest on them. They they were like a they were like a, oh who wants to do like a, you know um, black black cab or like a black car app or share their home. Nobody wants to. If you look at the, the history of Airbnb, how many com how many investors have known to Airbnb because people will never want to give. A strange person their home so this is afterwards everything makes sense yeah ronsu my point is my point before my point is though you can look like for me i own many physical assets that i would love to rent to other people when i'm not using them right my home my car my shower my bed my kitchen yeah. if there's a cook or a party going on like you can take yeah. this concept with any physical object so my question to you is why hasn't anyone any smart entrepreneur done an ico around a ride sharing concept or around a hey rent out my apartment concept why has anyone done that yet they, they have but they, they have been they have not been on the par with what people see today with the airbnb and uber why not so we have already i already got like you know five ten you know emails or pitches on on either both of these concepts but the guys have not been there yet they think that oh yeah because of this unfairness of of uber we can crack it but no, Uber is actually a pretty damn good company. Mm -hmm. When you think of it, it's easy to poke holes on a, on a uh, Facebook and Uber and Airbnb, how there's some faults on them. But when you really try to solve their problem, it's super hard. So what is it? What is an industry or a space that you are really surprised no entrepreneur has gone and done an ICO around because blockchain is uniquely built like and is a perfect match for that kind of market? Let's put it this way, that, that um, I'm not surprised on anything any, anymore because I get so many emails every day about ICOs, which are really good concepts, you know, that there's a good concepts, but these good concepts are really hard to execute. So Why are they hard to execute? See, part of the problem is we don't hear about all the failed ICOs. We only hear about the big successful ones. So like, why would an ICO fail? Because people, same reason as, a, as a, any startup, team cannot deliver what they said on a business plan or white paper that they will, you know, then they, they actually didn't have the market that they thought. It wasn't real need, you know, it wasn't real problem. They think that it was a problem, but actually it wasn't a real problem. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't have a token model. So it was like an afterthought. Interesting. It's, it's exactly the same problems that as on the why people fail. Startup fails, then, you know, 
blockchain startup fans. So I'm building a site right now, gitlatka.com, because most of the interviews I do on this are actually B2B software companies. And one of the things I'm doing is CEOs are basically contributing their data to this data, this private database I'm building, and in exchange, they get access to it. So the more people that do that, obviously, you have network effects. So it's really the largest B2B SaaS database that includes things like customer counts, revenue numbers, valuations, you know, all that kind of stuff. Is that... Is that kind of model where if you give something to the ecosystem, you get something back? Is that kind of thought, kind of lineage, the kind of thing I should be thinking about or could be thinking about? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Because then you, then you really, like you earlier mentioned, in-game currency. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you mentioned that you do something, you contribute. You make the network stronger. And good, you earn something and then you spend something, or, or you you play the game, you know, you fight them, dragons and stuff, and you earn something. Or if you're lazy, then you just want to go and buy the, the sword and the you know, shield that you want. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm already making $100,000 per month from GitLatka and like traditional software like sales, how do I transition that all over to crypto? That is a tough part because people come all every day to us with the afterthought of it. Just because they say, oh, no, ICOs raise so much money, they come with that one. But then you really have to think that, okay, how can I really do it? How can I, how do I put the data on, uh, on blockchain so that it's actually useful for everybody, not just my company? Yeah. Because normally you can just run. So you have to think that what is the difference between me running everything on AWS server? And, and why should I put it on blockchain? Yep. Why there needs to be? Why don't I just pay with a with a PayPal nine ninety a month for your service? Why there needs to be a token? Yep, interesting. So, so it's, it's exactly so. It's it's not that black and white. You really need to go into these nuances of uh, of how your network effect, how your platform uh, platform works. Well, Ron, so I'd love to, I want to wrap, wrap up here with the famous five, but um, look, I'm, I, I would love to pay you whatever you charge uh, to, to, to work together. But it, my, what I would value more is if you tell me, no, Nathan, you should absolutely not do a, a token exchange around this concept. So if you have a chance, go to, I'll link you to it. Go to gitlatka.com and tell me if you think I should just stop immediately and just keep doing what I'm doing. Exactly. We'll, we'll continue on that one over the weekend. All right, guys, I talked about this earlier, but I schedule like so many meetings that would blow your mind. I mean, all my podcast interviews, right? Hundreds of entrepreneurs I talk to monthly, I schedule. And you know what? I do it so efficiently. I get them all to agree to my calendar. So all the calls are back to back to back. That means I'm not switching in between tasks all day long. I get them to batch so that can be very efficient. It's so critical. I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling to do this at NathanLacka.com forward slash schedule. It eliminates the back and forth between me and people I'm trying to meet with. It makes it very simple. And most importantly, they help me keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders. Helps you look very professional. So go to NathanLacka.com forward slash schedule to sign up. And you get a great deal. You know, you guys know this. I hit people hard. I make great deals. And Gavin, the CEO, has given us a great deal. If you sign up like normal people, okay, on their website, you only get a 14-day free trial. If you use my link, NathanMacca.com forward slash schedule, you get 45 days free. Okay, it's the best. It's free. Go to NathanMacca.com forward slash schedule right now to sign up. And I'll see you there. All right, Ron, Sue, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business or crypto book? That has to be digital gold, but that uh, Nathan something, mm -hmm. that, that New, York, uh, New York Times writer. Yep. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? 
but I, I still like you know of course um, why is it Travis Kalakan why is it right then Kalsenek yeah exactly that, that you know he's always interesting especially now that he got out, ousted absolutely number three is their favorite is it what's your favorite like crypto tool I have to say I'm very basic on that one so I like coinbase which is a really good almost like a banking banking platform for crypto number four how many hours of sleep do you get every night how many yep hours of sleep oh that is something that I don't like you know go down i sleep eight hours a night that's great and what's your situation uh, otherwise i cannot function like you know you cannot function if you don't sleep married single do you have kids oh with a girlfriend five years oh wow no okay but no kids no kids no and how old are you ransu how am i how old 45 okay last question take us back 25 years what do you wish your 20 year old self knew Oh, um, that, oh, actually, I have to correct now. Of course, I have a one, uh, but all, already uh, adult son, Yunu, but um, uh, so not not uh, with with the with the current Got girlfriend, it. no kids, yes. So, but um, what? There's so much. So don't be so arrogant. Don't think that you know know it all. You know, listen more, talk less. I'm bad at that part. Exactly. Yeah. So, so and, and then. <laughs> And then just to calm, calm the fuck down. That's basically the thing. I feel like you're talking to me right now. Yeah, I am actually. <laughs> hey, I have to jam a lot into 15 minutes. It's tough stuff. But Ron, so I appreciate you joining us again. Founder of TokenMarket.net, consulting and advising many of these ICOs going out. Started with First Blood, and then obviously formulated that into a business model where they take somewhere around seven percent uh, for their uh, kind of advisory uh, advising services. Ron, so thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thanks so much.